Welcome to Main Menu for the week of May 23rd, 2014. I'm your host, David Tanner, and it is good to have you with us here today on Main Menu. We're always glad to have our former listeners come back and be with us again. And if you are a returning listener, welcome back. We are very pleased that you've joined us again this week. If you're a new listener, welcome aboard. We are pleased to have you with us and are always anxious to hear your comments about our program and hope that you will come back and be with us often and be sure to drop by our webpage at mainmenu.acbradio.org and let us know your comments and suggestions for how we can continue to improve on Main Menu and bring you the information you want about today and tomorrow's technologies from a blindness perspective. Well, we have a couple of very interesting things for you today here on Main Menu. We're going to start out with uh, Keith Watson and Scott Howell are going to bring us a presentation about Keyboard Maestro. And this is being re-aired on Main Menu, compliments of the fine folks at www.appleviz.com and our good friends over there were nice enough to let us re-air this for you here on Main Menu. And then yours truly, David Tanner, will be coming to you with a demonstration of the NOWA NOAA Radio Free app for iOS. And that is a quite accessible app that can help you keep track of what's going on with the weather in your area and other areas around the U.S. and its territories. You can access most of the major features in the app very well with voiceover and gives you access to NOAA Radio from the National Weather Service wherever you might be in any place in the country. So that's what's up today here on Main Menu. Well, we're going to go ahead and get into today's program. You have a great week. Have a fantastic Memorial Day weekend. And we'll see you back here again next week on Main Menu. Here at ACB Radio's Main Menu, we are always looking for feedback from our listeners. If you have any feedback about something that you have heard here on Main Menu, suggestions for things you would like to hear on future programs, or if you are able to record a product demonstration or interview for us, please get in contact with us by sending an email to mainmenu at acbradio.org. That's mainmenu at acbradio.org. You can also get in contact with us via Twitter. Our Twitter page is at www.twitter.com slash mainmenu, or you can follow at mainmenu with your favorite Twitter client. Finally, all of our contact information, past shows, and more can be found on our website at mainmenu.acbradio.org. Thank you for listening to Main Menu, and we look forward to hearing from you with your thoughts about our program. Main menu. 
Hello, and welcome to another Apple This Podcast. All right, good afternoon. This is Scott Hell and Keith Watson. We're going to demonstrate Keyboard Maestro to you. And this is Keyboard Maestro 6.4. And a little bit of background um, about Keyboard Maestro. And Keyboard Maestro is a utility. You could argue it's a productivity application, and you can argue it's a utility. But what you can't argue is the fact that it gives you some incredible flexibility in how you can leverage your Macs, other applications, and functions of the OS to perform many very interesting tasks. Um, we will definitely talk about those a little bit. So, Keith, what is your thoughts about Keyboard Maestro? It's become a go-to app. It's one of the first things I'll ever install on a Mac that I own, any new Macs. Um, uh, very quickly became something I really can't live without. Um, it's just an awesome application. I, I can't say much more about it. Well, and, and, and I think it's uh, interesting to point out that when I first... I've heard about Keyboard Maestro here and there and, and really didn't know how it would fit into my workflow. And... The retail price of the application is $36. And the reason why I point that out now is the fact that you're going to be wondering, well, why would I want to spend that much money? Well, um, interestingly enough, when Keith started uh, kind of exploring what could be done with Keyboard Maestro, I downloaded the demo and I kind of installed it. And I'm like, you know, I'm not really sure how I'm going to make this you know, really work for me. And, and Keith started coming up with these ideas. And it just all of a sudden hit me that what you, what you can do with this app is absolutely amazing. Um, and before we get into the interface, we'll, we'll touch on a couple of things that, um, and, and I got to tell you, he's the brains behind all this. He's figured a lot of this stuff out. Um, he, he figured out how to make, uh, Apple scripts and, and so forth to do some really interesting things. And Keith, you, you did do a couple of things actually with your, your MacBook Pro. Yeah. Uh, actually, your, your MacBook Air, you have it Air, you have it installed on Air and your Mini, right? Yes. Both of them. Um, really Funny enough, this all started with um, I had done a lot of stuff with with Apple scripting and creating little scripts that would do things. It would kind of like a dashboard um, thing. Um, the problem was with VoiceOver's control or, or um, keyboard commander. You could only use the the right option key to add any keys to. Sure, and then you could also go and add um, keys to the the system from system preferences uh, keyboard as well. But, you know, it's just kind of kludgy. This all tied it into one app, one uh, one time install or, or, or creation, and it aggregates to all my systems, um, being only two of them at the time. But <laughs> so anyway, what I've done is like, um, for instance, there's a uh, um, caffeine uh, application in the Mac store. It, it basically turns on and turns off your um your sleep mode. So there's times when I'm sitting on an audio chat or an audio chat that I don't want my system to go to sleep, but I won't touch the keyboard for a while. Well, the problem with that app was that, yes, it's Apple scriptable, but the menu item did not have any um, voiceover access to it. So I was able to create an Apple script that, here, I'll show you real quick, uh, that gave me the state of it. Caffeine is enabled. And I can toggle it by... Caffeine disabled. Caffeine enabled. Like so. So um, I've got other things, uh, battery status. 
Um, one of the quick things I like to do also is to know, seeing as have only got a uh, 128 gig um, SSD on this mini, or excuse me, Air, um, I, I keep a close track on how much remaining disk space I have. So I just created a little quick script that would tell me. 22 G free. I only got 22 gig free left on it. So things like that, just everyday things, time, weather, um, created a weather app, you know, things, uh, dashboard type stuff. Um, and, and that's just scratching the surface. Yeah, that, yeah exactly. I mean, it wh- <laughs> that's, that's what got me hooked. That's what started me into it. It's like, oh, yeah, that, I can get all this in, in this location. So that was the gateway drug. Yeah. Then, then we pulled out the stops and tried some other really slick stuff. And, and, and this is the one that I love to, to talk about because it, it just it, it makes my eyes light up uh, <laughs> because it is just too cool. We had the idea of, uh, well, Keith had the idea of getting his, his AT&T bill and using Hazel to convert the file to something other than, you know, it really based on the, what was it, the month and the year, correct? Yeah. Okay, so normally when you download your paperless bill, it's your account number and, and so forth. So you know, you need a couple of extra pieces here to make this work, but just to kind of give you an idea of the, of the power that you have at your disposal with using Keyboard Maestro, AppleScript, and Hazel, and, and, and hey, even even the Mail.app here, you know, the Apple's Mail program fits into this. Every month you get a uh, email, you get an email from AT&T, and we have an Apple script that will fire off when that email shows up. And that, in turn, fires off a keyboard maestro command. And all kinds of really cool stuff happens behind the scenes with combining all these applications together to basically check the file out, make sure that it's uh, been OCR'd, um, and, and then that file's moved into a folder that we, you, know, you can keep all your statements in and add the fact that you have a due date and the amount of that bill to your calendar. Now, I've streamlined this considerably because you could take this, uh, this, this process and really could do a lot with it. In fact, we even have uh, the ability to send this to OmniFocus. Um, right now, we're kind of using a workaround through mail uh, as opposed to OmniFocus actually on the Mac, but that is very much a, a possibility. Pretty much, I think it's fair to say that if, you can, if, you can, if the application is scriptable, there's virtually nothing that you can't do. And, and Keyboard Maestro can handle Python. Um, I believe it's Ruby as well. Uh, AppleScript, Automator, Workflows. There's a whole rack of things it can deal with, and you can do it through keyboard script or keyboard macros or uh, other types of triggers. Uh, in fact, it can be Wi-Fi. Um, there, there's just so many things. Um, USB connected. Yeah, yeah. Tell them about the about the ScanSnap scanner that you have. Oh, that's well. I can. It's it's a simple one, but this just gives you some idea of what you can do in terms of further automating some of the processes. So what I've got is, um, I should have done this before, but um, I'm hooking up my, my scanner. And so now it's hooked up. And when I open the lid, come on, there's the lid. Now establishing data link. So, voiceover settings activity. So what that has done, of course, is launched the ScanSat Manager, and it's ready to, to scan. I'll close it. Why is it Finder, audio hijack window, dim text. I don't think it's closing. 
Yeah, it just shut the uh, sound like it shut the door. Oh, yeah, it did. <laughs> yeah, I noticed. But... Um, yeah, so I mean, just just one more thing to to just sort of show you how you can use this application um, to to just streamline. You know, you can plug it in. Uh, and, and for those of you who don't know what the ScanSnap scanner is, this is the S1100. It's it's a, looks like a couple of Snickers bars put together. It's not very big, and it's a single sheet um, USB powered scanner. But you could you could plug all this stuff in and launch the application. But you know why not leverage your machine's ability to to do these kinds of activities for you by using a program like Keyboard Maestro. And if you tie again, if you tie into applications like you know Hazel. Um, and, and I'm sure there's other apps you could even throw into the mix here that just make things a lot simpler. I mean, why why make things hard for yourself if you don't have to? And in fact, to go back to the AT&T bill example, what made that kind of a, a really neat thing is I use uh, I, I use one password, but in this case, I wanted to have the ability to um, you know just let this whole thing run itself without me having to unlock my vault for one password. So once the email shows up. It pretty much just runs itself, and because I have my AT&T password in my keychain, which is encrypted, so uh, you know I don't worry too much about the security aspect of this. It logs in. Uh, we, we've kind of been able to use voiceover commands on the website even to trigger, uh, you know, certain things on on the page, like the the bill, the button to download the bill. Because we couldn't figure out how to get it to work with Keyboard Maestro yet, we, we just kind of cheated a little bit and just used voiceover uh, commands which you can use uh, in Keyboard Maestro, and it's almost as though you pushed via spacebar, but it's Keyboard Maestro doing that heavy lifting for you. Yep. So I guess we've kind of sold everybody on the product, and they're all going to run out and buy it, right? So Yes, so I think it's time to show them what's going on with the interface. Exactly. So well, let's tell them a little bit about Peter first. I mean, you know... Um, yeah, no, definitely. Yeah, you know, once in 6.3... It was mostly accessible. Um, there were things about it that that were a little confusing at first. It took a bit to get my head wrapped around uh, some of the you know the ways that the interface was reacting to voiceover. But uh, finally, got my head wrapped around that. And in the meantime, sold Scott on the idea of purchasing Keyboard Maestro. At, at which point, he uh, in in all his ultimate writing glory um, reached out to Peter. And we started a dialogue, and unbelievably, thank God he was in a beta, <laughs> because uh, within, what, Scott, three weeks? Easily, yeah. I mean, if not less. I mean, he was just amazing. <laughs> he, had, uh, he, he, he pulled us into the beta team and uh, um, just implemented all our suggestions and, and, and um, um, really made it as, as accessible as it could be at the uh, release of 6.4, that there are a few areas um, of the app that are still not accessible, mostly in the uh, um, switcher screens, which are, are custom UIs that, that he is planning on looking at and working on, but just did not have time to, to do. Um, so, Yeah, P- Peter Lewis is the developer, and I, I got to tell you, I mean, he, he wasn't that familiar with accessibility, and when we approached him... Yeah, you know, he was kind of like, hey, you know, um, okay, let me see what I can do. A lot of the the issues initially were just labeling buttons, you know, simple kind of low fruit, kind of low hanging fruit stuff. Um, but Peter latched onto this and really ran with it. You know, he he even and we'll show you this. He even labeled the scroll areas, and that is something that I haven't really seen any developer really take the the time and the detail to do. And 
he was very easy to work with. We did all of this actually through email, so it was just, uh, um, it, and we're in, in different time zones even. So it, it it was interesting to work with the developer in this way and be able to explain to him, you know, here here's what we're trying to accomplish, here's what we understand, and he would come back and say, okay, I've done such and such, so tell me what you think. And literally, I mean, within, you know, two, three weeks, he, he had hammered out more than we could have asked for and did a phenomenal job. And that and that's really why we're putting the podcast together. It's it's not to say that other developers have not done equally um, incredible work. It's that it's nice to be able to showcase what a developer has done and, and a developer who wasn't initially that familiar with accessibility and how quickly he was able to kind of jump on it. Yeah, that was that's the cool part. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, and, and I think what's also a takeaway from this podcast, I, I would hope that everyone will um will take away is, is definitely the the fact that you know you can work with developers i mean you a lot especially a lot of the small developers they're more than willing to listen to you um you know a- approach them not with your application's broken and it's not accessible and you know would like you to fix it you know look look at the application try to evaluate what the issues are and approach them with you know some some areas especially things that are easy to do like labeling buttons you know unless they're um, heavily customized, uh, there are ways to address that. And, and even though they might be, uh, you know, heavily customized, they'll usually there's still a, a workaround or a way to label it. I, I'm not a programmer. Um, I don't know the uh, the interface builder, but I think that Apple's supplied enough hooks and APIs and, and tricks and so forth to make this happen. And, and that actually does kind of also add to the fact that Apple has done such an amazing job of making it possible for developers to do this themselves as opposed to depending on, you know, the screen reader developer to actually have to, um, you know, do all this extra work. So with that, um, the interface. So the interface, and and Keith, you might, I think you can describe it kind of from a a visual perspective as far as, I think it's like what, we have two scroll areas that we, you, you can access, but I think it's kind of a, I when when I was trying to, to describe it to Peter, um, I put it into, uh, the graphic of a tic-tac-toe board. Um, you have, but a, a modified one where you have the top row is three boxes. The middle row is made up of two boxes side by side. And the bottom row is a single box. So in, in the top box, um, you've got the uh, couple areas, the group area, the macro area, and um, not remembering what the last the the right hand one was uh what was that hold on let me look samsung aggregate 140401 oh i'm not there so keyboard maestro keyboard maestro editor window apple script editor activity macros scroll area uh let's go to the top search text field groups so that's the top groups vertical splitter sort by name that's why that's why uh chose the 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 tic-tac-toe grid because of that vertical splitter there Sort by name, uncheck checkbox. You're now in the middle area with the macros. macros. Sort by trigger, dip, vertical splitter. Then another vertical splitter. Macro edit detail, scroll area. Ah, the, the edit detail. Um, that The edit detail area is where you would you build your macro. Um, then you proceed on a loop around into the middle row with the two areas being the groups area and the macros, uh, macro actions. Macro groups, scroll area. There's your macro groups. Macros, scroll area. Macro groups, scroll area. And that was uh, um, another thing that Scott just mentioned earlier was that the uh, scroll areas are labeled. Um, I know now that that's generally you'll just get scroll area, you know, and then you kind of have to know. He was nice enough to uh, 
macros scroll area. Label them for us. So these are all your macros. We will, uh, uh, and then of course, there's a bunch of buttons along the bottom that uh, are uh, macro control actions um, that you can uh, go through. I'm not going to go through that, all those right now, but um, generally what will happen is. Macro groups scroll area. Scott, I was going to let you do this, but I guess I took over, huh? <laughs> That's fine. Uh, <laughs> uh, so, so we've got we've got a, the scroll the group scroll area. Interact with macro groups scroll area. Ten items, all macros, macro group. You got your all there's uh, all acts all, all macros. Clipboards, macro group. Clip global macro group, macro group. KM only, macro group. I'm gonna go in here into the KM only. Press KM only. I've got a simple one in here. Stop interacting with macro groups. Oh, press enable slash disable button period. Option shift command T macro. Be a little more descriptive as to what I did. I did a VO space bar to select it. Um, I selected it, stopped interacting with scroll area. Now I'm gone in and um, interact with press enable slash disable button period. Option shift command T macro three I've, image. I've interacted with it. Um, authentication has been disabled. One system dialog displayed. Authentication. Was, sorry panel, about dialog. that. My Stop machine power. decided to try to lock itself in that raid. Aha! See, there's where caffeine comes in handy. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so, so I'm going to select the uh, select the macro. Press, press, enable, slash, disable, button, period. Option, shift, command, T. That's the name of the macro. Um, I wanted to, to take a look at this macro. Now, uh, one of the things that Peter was was good enough to do here was do a VOJ. We'll just jump you directly to the edit area. Interact with macro edit detail, scroll area, 15 items image. So this is the macro edit area. And if you can walk across this, we'll go to right. Period. Press, period. Press, enable, slash, disable, button, content, selected, edit, text. That's the title. Enabled. Check checkbox. Whether or not you can disable or enable the macros. Triggered by any of the following. When keyboard micro is at front, apparent colon. So it's triggered by any of the following. Add trigger button. I don't want to add a trigger, but this where you generally add. Delete trigger button. Miss hotkey colon. Pop button. Delete trigger button. That was another thing. I mean, these are all the little things he's done. Those were all these buttons weren't labeled at at first. Um, Visually, it's a green circle and a red circle. Uh, filled circle. Um, uh, I had my daughter tell me that. And well, what are those for? I have no idea. Miss um, hotkey colon pop up button. So this is your your pop up button for what types and menu check mark. Miss hotkey colon example. You can do Miss range type colon. This application colon. This application. Add login period. Add login. Add engine launch period. Engine launch. That's keyboard maestro engine launch. Add system wake period. When you wake up the system. Add time colon. At a particular time. That's kind of cool. While login colon. I'm not found a use for that one, but. Um, I suppose while I'm logged in, I could uh, maybe turn caffeine on or off. I don't know. The macro palette entry is click period. Those are the those are the uh, the problem child areas, the the palettes. Um, and he assured us he's going to take a look at those and work on them. The status menu item is selected period. Uh-huh. Entry is executed period. This volume colon. The public web entry is executed period. That one's pretty cool. Um, if you're if you're on a public website or something, it, you can do things. Um, one of the things you can do is. Uh, Turn off or turn on your your uh, uh, firewall based on whether you know what Wi-Fi you're connected to. If you're home, turn it off. If you're on a, a, a coffee shop or wherever, you turn it back on. Um, this volume calling. Whatever volume connected to, do something. This USB device calling. There's that USB device that I used for the uh, um, scan snap. That was that's pretty awesome. This wireless network calling. There's the wireless network. This device calling. This video calling. Checkmark, this hotkey colon. And background of this hotkey, I thought and it was... That, and that mini note, by the way, is if you happen to have a keyboard hooked up, you supposedly could push um, musical notes and make things happen. So I, I don't I don't have a keyboard, so I don't really know how all that works, but... Oh, you mean like a... a, a yeah, like a, yeah like, a, like a musical keyboard. At least that's what I remember reading in the documentation. Oh, 
Okay, I didn't. I hadn't seen that, but I'm not a musician, and you are, so <laughs> not much of one. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, so uh, so this Option command T, key button. That now this was this is the was the big thing. Yeah, uh, in six three, this area was not visually or uh, voiceover accessible. It was totally visual. Um, he he was able to uh, through the magic of whatever he did. Um, able to get us the, you know, whatever keys you're doing there. So basically what you do is when you're in that area, you just do an option. Option T. You hit the, the keys that you want the hotkey to, to become and boom. Menu button. Is, uh, is pressed. Pop-up button. I think it's worth pointing out really quickly, though. Uh, once you, because if you're not yeah. here. <laughs> and once you, once you set up the hotkey, you need to get out of that, uh, that area, away from that button, because if you don't, and you do something silly like I've done a couple times is where you hit command tab, um, you're kind of screwed because then you can't switch applications because now you've just assigned the hotkey, um, and then you're launching an action that you may not really want to at that point. So once you put in your hotkey, you need to vacate the premises, as they say. Exactly, pretty quickly. Yeah, and, and you have to use voiceover um, navigation because if you hit any key, like left or right or et cetera, that now becomes your hotkey. Yep, exactly. So or my web server, but access is disabled, period. Now, this is... Um, this is pretty cool. Uh, you can actually, there's an iPhone app. I, I haven't played with it yet, so I can't speak to the accessibility of it. Very accessible. No problem. Is it? You yeah. played with it? Yeah. Okay, cool. Um, and you can actually remotely fire off keyboard maestro events. Um, I was listening to Mac Power users today, actually. Uh, Katie has actually set one up where she can remotely reboot her system from her iPhone based on, um, even though she's got a, uh, um, oh, Scott, what is it where that, you encrypt it's, your, yeah, your... It's a uh, file vault, and it's a whole disk encryption. Exactly. So even though, and you have to put your password in in order to do that, but she saved it in her keychain and, and just runs a, a command line tool from, from Keyboard Maestro that will will just run through the whole reboot uh, script from the terminal. And it's log awesome. her right back in. And it just, yeah. 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 Um, I think it's. I think it's also to point out. Not only do you have access to the iPhone app, um, that you actually can. It has a little internal web server. It ties in with Apache on your um, on your Mac, which is a default web server that's installed. And you can even access it if you didn't have the iPhone app. You can actually, and it's pretty accessible. Um, it's a little web app that you can log into remotely. And when we say log in remotely, if you're on the same network. No problems. If you're outside of your own network, you'll need to um, do some additional configuration in order to, you know, if you don't have a static IP, you're going to have to either know your IP address or use something like, um, you know, DenDNS or one of these services where you can um, access your machine remotely. So I just thought it'd be worth pointing or, out. Or, or connect to a VPN yes. on the local network in your, your Which is what I would recommend over everything else. <laughs> yeah, it's the most secure. Yeah. So, all right. So then you get into the actions. Select the following actions: colon. And select left single quotation mark. Toggle enable right single quotation mark in the menu. Left single quotation mark. View right single quotation mark. And keyboard maestro action group. Okay, <laughs> that's quite a bit there. But what this that was the title of it. Now that's an action group. I'm going to interact with that. Interact with select left single quotation mark. Toggle enable right single quotation mark in the menu. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Image. Expand the disclosure triangle. First thing you'll have is an ex- uh, the disclosure triangle, which at this point is expanded. Image. An image, which is 
generally probably something visual that, that represents right period first icon. period no faces period yeah. select left single quotation mark toggle enable right single quotation mark in the menu left single quotation mark view right single quotation mark and keyboard micro so what it's giving you there is exactly what it's doing it's going to select this this action what I'm going to show you here is this action is um, I created it's just a simple little one one step action that goes up to the menu bar clicks the view button and then goes down and clicks on the um, toggle uh, toggle enabled and what that was what that does is you can toggle the enabled status on action so if you've got a, a macro with say 10 or 12 actions and you're testing it out or whatever you can turn various ones off but there's a trick to it and that's why we that's one of the reasons I uh, um, created this macro when you when you select or you have to select the action that you want to disable first by one going to the title which is the third element in the uh, group and doing a vo shift space bar yes is that right okay um i generally like to look and make sure that i my, i know my, my my mouse is tracking my vo cursor but i like to check select left single quotation mark toggle enable right single quotation mark in the menu left single quotation mark view right single quotation mark and keyboard mic is under the mouse and it should be selected. I'm going to do a shift three. Toggle enable. Oh, that's better. Stop interacting with type of command W keystroke. Wait for Safari. Type of command W keystroke. Action group. Now you hear it's not disabled. I'll interact. Interact with, with type of image. Type of command W keystroke. Go back over to the title. Select it. Do a command shift three. Toggle enable. Option shift three. It says toggle enabled, which it did. Stop interacting with. Get out. Wait. Type of command W keystroke. Period. Disable. Action group. And it's disabled. As you get into finding all these really awesome ways to um, use the application, it, admittedly, you can you can get so carried away that you can sometimes forget um, or run into conflicts that you weren't really aware of. And, and that's the one thing that you is kind of a best practice is try to find um, keystrokes that are pretty unusual. Like I will tend to use command option shift and, you know, things that make sense. So if, if you kind of, Try to pick a, a sort of a set pattern, um, and, and that pattern being pick several keys and combine them with things that you can remember. Like uh, if I want to launch my AT&T uh, action, I can do you know uh, Command Option Shift A, or or you know the same kind of keystrokes for and the letter D for date or T for time. Um, and, and I know that sounds like a lot of keys, but there are there are ways of of even hacking that and using other uh, third-party utilities to, <laughs> you know. I know where you're going with that. Yeah, yeah. You can kind of turn your 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 caps lock key into the the three finger the three you know the pretzel key combination that I just talked about. Um, that's beyond the scope of this podcast, but uh, it is certainly something that you can do. There, there's lots of things you can do. The, the only problem is that I'm finding more and more applications that actually do use, um, you know, command option something or option something or command something and i haven't seen any that actually use command option and shift something so it's just something to be aware of what you can do is uh for instance new action button no. stop interacting macro groups scroll area interact with macro groups scroll area. clipboards macro global macro group macro group can only macro group global macro group, global, macro group there's a bunch of these that are default uh, for instance the global macro group that's that'll um Anything that you want to occur system wide is where I stick all my my macros there. KM only macro group. This is a KM only macro group that I've created that just for that single um, macro that I had that that should have only occurred the the 
Option Shift T would not occur outside of that. Or if it did, if it was tied to something else, Keyboard Maestro would just bypass it unless I'm in Keyboard Maestro itself, which I'm should have been doing anyway. Um, one of the tricks, here's a little trick just to... Global macro group, macro group, clipboards, macro group, all macros, macro group. All macros is nifty because Press all what macros. you can do is... Clipboards, macro group. No. All ma- Stop interacting with macro, macros, scroll area. Interact with macros, scroll area, 59 items, set clipboard to current finder, folder path, macro. So I've got 59 items in here. And Stop interacting with macros, scroll area. Um, up here, sort by name, uncheck checkbox. Thing that he's going to check or, or fix. Vertical splitter. Um, sort by name, uncheck checkbox. Sort by name is unchecked. Macros, sort by trigger, dim uncheck checkbox. Now, sort by trigger is checked, but it says dim unchecked. That's that's a bug. Um, just be aware of that. It's a it's a seesaw toggle. Um, name or, or by uh, sort by trigger, dim uncheck checkbox. That I use that to sort so that what I can do now is walk down my my macros list. If I'm say I'm looking for, mm, do I have something? That's tied to let's say W. Um, macros sort by name. Macros scroll area. Go into macros. Interact with macros scroll area. Go. Wireless network launch period. Macro. Airplane disable macro. Uh, Wireless network period. Airplane disable. Snap connected period. U- Sand snap remove period. USB macro. Open lid period. Wait macro. Login actions period. Launch macro. For work period. Twelve colon zero zero disable macro. Activate clipboard cut switcher period. Shift command X macro. Speak weather full period. Option shift W macro. Option shift W. Oh, can't use that one. Speak weather abbreviated period. Option W macro. Weather abbreviated. It's just an option W. So you see, you can you can actually go down and see if if that particular um, letter or or option or hotkey has been taken up by a previous macro. And I, I might be wrong, and I'm, I'm doing this from memory, which is always a little dangerous. But I believe that one of the uh, things you can do is if you do have a key. Uh, macro key conflict. I believe that when you issue the command, it, it pops up a little menu where you can select the action that you actually really wanted. So I'm not 100% sure, um, so I don't want to say that's absolutely the case, but I recall reading that when I read the manual and um, you know, thought, well, I, I, I kind of glossed over it because I didn't think I would have that many macros, but <laughs> I'm quickly discovering that I might be rather wrong about it because I can think of more ways I can use this. So where do you want to go from here? Well, pretty much, I think at this point, we've, we've kind of demonstrated uh, the interface, given you kind of an idea, uh, a couple of examples of... Ah, wait a minute. There was one other thing I wanted to, 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 to let them know. Okay. Uh, this is another trick. Um, when you are... Let me get... Activate clipboard history switcher period. Control shift command V. Stop interact. Macro group. Interact. Global macro group. Macro group. KM only. Macro group. Press KM. Stop in. Press enable slash disable button period. Press press enable slash disable button period. Option shift three. Image. So when... When you are um, creating a new Prisperia. macro or, or um, new action button. adding an action to the macro, you'll find that, that in, in this edit area, when you first go into it, you'll have an uh, add action button. So new action window, action scroll area. New action. Close action, um, action scroll area. Interact with, bring application windows to front action. Let's just say I add that. Um, you have to do a V. To select the, the action is actually a... Double mouse click, VO shift spacebar twice. Keyboard maestro editor window, new okay. action button. Now I've added that action. Image. Bring application windows to front action group. But image. You'll notice that it loops back around. Bring to up, the press enable slash disable button. Content select image. Bring application windows to front action group. It wouldn't if you didn't have loop set on your voiceover, by the way. Uh, I do. Um, but the 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 point here is that the to add another action is no longer visible. What you need to do at that point is a command KK to bring it back up if you wanted to add another um, another action. 
High actions, new action, window, actions, scroll area. Boom, there it is. So when you're editing, that's that's the little secret sauce there for uh, um, grabbing another action. Yeah, because it actually has another, there, there is a window that that's, that pops up, but it's not the front window. So, I mean, you can, the, the command KK is definitely the, the fastest way to do that. Um, you, you could go through and look for the window through VOF2, but that, you know, this... That's one of those things. It's it's not. Uh, it doesn't make sense when you have this command KK. It's just like you know, you're done and you're right where you want to be and you can continue on your way. Yep. Um, the only other tip um, that I guess is worth pointing out is when you want to delete something, you want to bring focus to the image. Um, we go ahead and delete that one. Um, so close action selector button. Close that. Keyboard maestro editor window. Bring application windows to front action group. So I'm, I'm on interact with bring application windows bring application windows to front. Hey, before you do that, um, yeah. can you add one action? Well, let's show them the the, the labeled scroll areas and the uh, action um, selector. Oh, and the action selector. Yeah. Okay. Show actions. Check bring this out. Front. Oh. Image. Bring application windows to front. Image. Bring application windows. What? Stop interacting with bring application windows to front action group. Oh, why is it okay? Command KK. Show actions. There it is. New action button. Oh, that's interesting. It was because it, it wouldn't let me do the command KK because I was interacting with the group. Yeah. Huh. Um, okay. So image press enable slash disable button. Content selected. Edit text. It's still not. Show actions. I think because you closed it. Um, Enabled. Check checkbox. Press enable slash disable button. Content selected. Edit. New action button. Ah, there it is. Yeah, right. you completely closed out the window. So so right. we, we'll we'll leave this in because I want to show you what happens if you if you close it. Um, actually, what ends up happening because that window disappears. That turns. That button comes back, yeah, and I think that was something that's worth pointing out. Yeah, actually, actually, I wasn't aware that it did that. So, <laughs> okay, so new action window action scroll area. I won't tell him that I actually did know that. Okay, you don't. Yeah. <laughs> categories scroll area. So here's another the scroll areas that he's labeled. This is category scroll. Interact area. with categories scroll area. Twenty five items. All actions category. Scroll down. I wouldn't suggest hitting this one. I'll just show you why here. Press all actions. Stop interacting with cat- actions scroll area. Interact with actions scroll area. 221 items. Activate application launcher action. 221 items in here. It's a pain in the butt. Search is your friend. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And and I mean, honestly, this this if you just want to get just a, even a feel for what you can do, go go play around in here. I mean, it's just it's insane the, the things that you can actually do. And and I I suspect that he will be adding some other interesting things that are not in here, but I'm not gonna talk about this. Yeah. So anything else? No, um, I think I think we kind of hit on all the all the high points here. Um, I, honestly, this was really uh, we just kind of said that we would we told Peter we put this podcast together because we wanted to share his accomplishments in making this app accessible. Um, I didn't we didn't really want to turn it into a you know, a long demonstration. Uh, I mean, obviously, if there's some real interest in this, you know, might be able to convince us to do a little bit more. But I, I really think this what our goal was here to demonstrate about the accessibility improvements, kind of touch on a little bit of the backstory on, on how we got where we are today, and kind of show a few little tips and tricks and sort of the, some of the gotchas uh, with that, you know, that still exist, and talk a little bit about the, the uh, what you can actually do with the app. So I think I kind of hit on all the important, important points. Um, I because These, these uh, macros are certainly something that I know Keith and I both would be willing to share because they're they're just too awesome to keep to yourself and it would be great i mean if people come up with some other really interesting ones and you know it'd be nice to, to hear about it i can be reached at scott n3byy at gmail.com and that's scott with two t's keith can be reached at tkwatson63 at gmail.com 
We hope that you've enjoyed this demonstration of Keyboard Maestro. And if you have any concerns regarding accessibility or require support with the application, please go to the Keyboard Maestro website and you can request assistance there. You may also download a trial copy of Keyboard Maestro from the website. Thank you for listening and have a good one. This podcast was brought to you by the team at Apple This. For more information and resources to help you get the best experience from your Apple device, visit the Apple This website at www.applethis.com, where you can also contact the Apple This team. We're going to take a look today at an iOS app for your iPhone, iTouch, or iPad, and the weather app that we're going to be looking at, when you look for it in the App Store, what you're going to want to look for is the NOAA Radio Free app, and NOAA is spelled N-O-W-A, which basically stands for the National uh, Weather Radio for the National Weather Service. And so, yes, this is the one of the official apps from the National Weather Service for the United States. They do have several apps. This is the free app and is about as accessible and gives you basic information as about as accessible as you're going to get with uh, most of your apps. So, again, when you look for it in the App Store, you want to look for the NOAA radio free app because there are a lot of NOAA radio apps and they're not all free and they're not all from the weather bureau if you just go in and look for weather apps uh, you will get a listing of hundreds literally hundreds of apps everything from national weather service to accuweather to weather channel um and a little bit of everything in between. But um, this one uh, I have found to be quite accessible and to be able to give me the basic information I usually need for most situations. All right, I'm going to go ahead and start it up now. NOAA radio, loading, ellipsis, heading. All right, and so... NOAA weather radio, heading. So it comes up and at the top of the home screen it says number NOAA radio... And we're going to just start and go down the home screen and talk a little bit about the home screen and talk a few things about the app and so forth as we go. And so let's get started here. Refresh button. All right, the refresh button, what that will do is, for example, you may have been looking at... Uh, say you're going to be taking a trip and you're going to be going from wherever you may live to, let's say, Los Angeles, California. So you're looking at the weather in Los Angeles, California and trying to find out what the weather is going to be there today and for the next uh, week. And so you've been checking that out. And now you want to get back to the weather for your home area, which is the area that where you usually use it and you have chosen it as a home location and uh, are 
giving, asking for information usually in your home area. So if you are somewhere else and you want to easily get back to your home area where you are currently at, you can simply hit the refresh button and it will take you back to your home location. So that's kind of a nice little feature to have right there close to the top. Available locations. Heading. Okay, now it says available locations, and I'm going to go ahead and swipe down. Important message. Tap to read. Okay, this um, is not something we're going to take a look at right now, but I'm going to tell you what it is, because all it really is is saying, hey, if you appreciate this app, please go to the App Store and rate this app. So that's all that's in that important message, so that's all we really need to say about it. Upgrade your radar. Only $0.99. Tap for demo. Okay. If I'm using this with VoiceOver, um, I probably don't care whether I update my radar because all I'm doing is updating what um, the uh, what it what it's going to show on the screen, which is going to be strictly graphics. And so probably if I'm keeping the app up to date, um, I'm, my radar is going to be plenty accurate, and I'm not going to have to worry about updating the radar. And if you did go in there, all it's going to do is show you a video of the latest radar. So uh, it's not going to do you a whole lot of good to go in there anyway, because voiceover isn't going to be able to tell you what's in the radar. And there isn't any speech or any talking or anything in the demo. So um, it's not going to be any really any good to go in there. How to set up alerts. Tap for demo. Okay, again, how to set up alerts. Uh, we'll try to take a little bit of a look at that, but as far as looking at their demo, again, it's strictly a video and there is no audio, so um, really no sense in going in there if you're using speech on your device. Alabama, four stations. Okay, so now we're down to the beginning of our list of locations and what it's going to do here is you notice it said Alabama and it said four locations and that means there's four weather stations uh, radio stations NOAA radio weather stations in Alabama that cover the entire state and then and we'll take a look here and see um, how that works out all right and so if I go ahead and swipe down. Arizona, two stations. Arkansas Light, five stations. Arkansas, hourly, two reports. Arkansas, daily, two reports. California, 10 stations. Colorado, seven stations. Connecticut, one station. Delaware, one station. Well, as small as Delaware is, they really don't probably need more than one station because most of these weather stations, NOAA weather stations, will cover a pretty good size area. Probably an area... Um, from one side to the other probably a good 150 mile area that they cover that their forecasts and all cover so that's why you'll see in some of these small states like delaware you only have one station that's all they need to cover their entire state all right and so we're not going to go through and look at all of these um obviously it covers the whole united states and um some other parts uh, like puerto rico and some of that area all right and so now what i want to do is instead of going through that whole list of states let's go down to the bottom 
N-O-A, tab, selected, radio, tab, one of five. Okay, now I'm at the very bottom of the home screen, and I'm seeing the different tabs, and I'm setting on the radio tab. And for the most part, that is the tab where you're probably going to want to be most of the time, uh, because that's where you actually go and choose the station that you want and uh, go to listen to the latest forecasts and so forth. The other tabs down here are... N-O-A, tab, two of five. Alerts, tab, three of five. Favorites, tab, four of five. More, tab, five of five. Okay, and what I'm going to choose right now is the more tab. Selected, more, tab, five of five. And let's take a look at the more tab. Four of more, heading, edit button, custom, settings. And we want to look at the settings. And I'm going to tap on there. Setting slash support. More. Back button. Setting slash support. Settings. Heading. Reporting stations weather. Reporting stations weather. Switch button. On. Okay. Double tap to toggle setting. So we have that turned on. And you'll want to make sure that that's turned on. Use U.S. Standard units. Okay. Use U.S. Standard units. Switch button. On. Okay. Double tap to toggle so, setting. So as you can see, here is an area you'll definitely want to go and check and make sure that things are set the way you want it. So if for whatever reason you, instead of see, seeing um, Fahrenheit uh, temperatures and so forth, if you want to see Celsius, then you'd want to turn that off. But uh, we're going to deal with Fahrenheit here because that's what most folks that were, are listening to this are going to be looking at and are wanting to hear and so we're going to leave it that way update on startup update on startup switch button on okay double of, tap to toggle setting of course we do we want it to update the weather information when we first start the app up so that when we look at it we are getting current information all right save selected location save selected location switch button on okay double tap to toggle setting so obviously we want to save the selected location which is probably going to be where we live and we're going to want that saved so again when we hit that refresh button up there at the top of the home screen boom it's going to take us right there uh, without us having to do anything else but just hit the refresh button auto lock auto lock switch button off oh and okay. double tap to toggle setting okay and that's so that you can um, turn turn it on so that or off so the that uh, it will still be available to you even if your device goes into auto lock after so many minutes or or whatever. Okay. Show map overlay legends requires radar plus purchase. Okay. Now these overlays again, they're 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 graphics, and so they are not going to be something you're going to be able to read with voiceover. So probably you'll just want to go ahead and turn those off. Show map overlay legends requires radar plus purchase dimmed switch button on. Okay, and it's dimmed because I don't have those overlays. I see no reason why I would need those since I'm not going to be able to use them with voiceover. Push heading, push settings. Okay, push settings. Store heading. In app purchase extra content. Okay. Support heading. And so those those are your things that are on this setting screen. All right. So now let's go back and radio tab. To One of our five. radio tab. All right. And I'm gonna go down and find my state. And I live in 
the Minneapolis St. Paul Twin Cities area in Minnesota. So I'm going to go find that. District of Columbia, Massachusetts, Michigan, Minnesota, eight stations. Okay, Minnesota, and it says there's eight stations. And I'm going to double tap on that. Minnesota, back, back button. All right, and now what I'm going to do is I'm going to go find Minneapolis St. Paul. Minnesota, available state, Aiken weather, Appleton weather, Bemidji weather, Clearwater weather, Mankato weather, Minneapolis slash St. Paul weather radio, 55,401. Okay, and that 55,401, that's the zip code of where the National Weather Bureau in the Twin Cities is, which unlike uh, a lot of cities, uh, the National Weather Service is not at the International Airport here. Uh, in fact, it's um, probably a good 8-10 miles from, away from the airport, west of the airport. So we are at where we are going to want to, t to double tap and go in to the Minneapolis uh, St. Paul weather, and let's go in there. Connecting. Minneapolis slash St. Paul dimmed button. Yes. Minneapolis slash St. Paul weather radio. Saturday. Mostly sunny. Highs in the upper 70s. South winds 10 to 15 miles an hour. Saturday night. Partly cloudy. Lows around 60. South winds 10 to 15 miles an hour. And now, the extended forecast. Sunday, mostly cloudy, a 40% chance of showers and thunderstorms. Highs in the upper 70s. Sunday night, mostly cloudy with a 50% chance of showers and thunderstorms. Play slash pause button. Play slash pause. Minneapolis okay. slash St. Paul weather radio. Back. Back so button. what I wanted to do was get us up to where I could turn that off temporarily so I can show you while it's on this screen and tell you about what what you can really do on this screen other than listen to the all of the forecasts and all of the reports on the temperatures around the state and the conditions around the state uh, so starting at the top minneapolis slash st paul weather radio that's what it says at the top of the screen rewind dimmed button and now i have my player uh controls here rewind play slash pause button fast forward dimmed but volume 50 percent selected now button one of four and i have selected now because i want to hear the forecast for now and that's what's most interesting to me uh, is to hear what the now forecast is these buttons though also control what is on the screen and what's displaying on the screen now unfortunately what, when I put it on the now button, it displays the forecast on the screen. It, it, well, if I choose now, it's going to show the current conditions. And it will you'll hear where it says temperature. You'll hear where it says the relative humidity and barometric pressure and that. Unfortunately, the numbers are graphics and... VoiceOver can't read it, unfortunately. Uh, it's kind of sad that the, the, the tag is there for temperature, but it doesn't tell us. All it tells us is the time that the current time, and um, that's all it tells us. Well, this is the time that uh, you're looking at this, and uh, we cannot find out from that, from the print on the screen, what the current conditions are. But we will hear it from the broadcast from NOAA Radio. And that's what is the nice thing about this, is you can listen to all of the forecasts and all the current conditions directly from your local NOAA Radio. 
four day button two of four so you have a four day map button map. three of four radar button and radar two of four and again, these um, when you when it's displaying the map, the uh, voiceover won't tell you what's on the map because um, obviously it's a graphic and um, and it's a it's a visual and so you're not going to be able to have voiceover tell you anything on that, nor is it going to tell you anything on the radar by Kim because it's a video and so. Those things, um, even though you can read the labels, it's not going to do you any good. All right. So I just ordinarily just leave this on now unless the sighted person is looking at it. And then, you know, let's say we're having some bad thunderstorms in the area or maybe some possible tornadoes or something like that. Then I could put it on um, the radar and a sighted person could look and see exactly what the radar is seeing out uh, you know 70 80 90 miles away from us and headed in our direction or where is it headed and where is where is the bad stuff is it close to us is it not close to us and that kind of thing okay so that's your screen and so let's just go Seven. back here and we'll listen to a little more of this current location and see and so you can kind of get an idea what you do will hear there radar button map for day selected select Selected. Now. Volume. Fifth fast four. Play slash pause. Button. Play slash pause. Minneapolis slash St. Paul weather radio. Partly cloudy with a 20% chance of showers and thunderstorms. Lows in the lower 60s. Highs in the upper 70s. Thursday. Partly cloudy with a 30% chance of showers and thunderstorms. Highs in the lower 80s. Again, the forecast for the Twin Cities metropolitan area for tonight. Clear. Lows in the upper 40s. Northeast winds around 5 miles an hour shifting to the east overnight. The Twin Cities, Minnesota climate summary for this evening as of 7 p.m. May 22nd, 2014. Today's high temperature of 71 degrees occurred at 5.12 p.m. The record high is 99 degrees which was set in 1925. Today's low temperature of 47 occurred at 4.59 a.m. The record low is 32 degrees, which was set in 1917. The mean temperature was 59 degrees. No precipitation fell today, which leaves the monthly total at 3.88 inches. The total precipitation for the year still stands at 13.80 inches. Sunset. Minnesota. Back. Back button. So that's the basics of no radio free. Uh, as I think you can see, it's quite accessible, and uh, hopefully you'll find it very useful for you. Well, we do want to thank you for being with us this week here on Main Menu, and hope you'll join us back here again next week on Main Menu. You have a great week, and... We'll see you soon here on Main Menu.